Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 191. This is going live for our beautiful, illustrious patrons on July 12th, 2021, and July 14th for all the normies. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them and create events around them, like our special guest, the top patron, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Eric Beer. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is super exciting. Do you want to give a, a little brief intro of yourself for those who might not be unfamiliar with your work? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Uh, so, hi, I'm Eric Beer, as I was introduced. I don't know how much uh, the myth or the legend I am, but I am definitely the man. <laughs> um, I am a small uh, indie dev myself. Um, you can find my stuff at thebotbook.com, but I'm also a business development for a uh, middling-sized game company called Joydrop. Um, and we do a lot of cool stuff, and one of which is Game Slice, which I believe we'll talk about uh, later in the podcast, right? Yes, sir. Of course, joining me also from his new home <coughs> yep. in the burgeoning <laughs> metropolitan of Owen Sound, <laughs> Steve, how is the move? It's growing in Metropolis. Uh, the move is off. Fuck, man. I hate, <laughs> I hate moving. And <coughs> what's Owen up? Sound, that means you're out in my, my neck of the woods now. Oh, we're at, you're in London, right? Yeah. No, we're like three hours north of you. Or two yeah, that's still there. that's still like not relative. that. That's not th- that crazy. I feel that's just as close as Toronto, though. Yeah, I'll go up to I'll I'll go up to Toronto for no reason. I'll, you you <laughs> should come down to the next game slice. All right, I will. Yeah, I'll try. Okay. I'll try. I'll Sorry, try. go ahead. Hating moving. Um, Tell the story. Oh, moving just awful. So I, I we soloed it pretty much. Like when we moved from Toronto to here to my mom's place. We got movers and all this stuff because we need to get out of the house. But then this time I was just like, you know what? Everything's at my mom's house. Like, and we have the storage locker for another month. Like, just we'll just wait. But we ended up just doing it all in one day, anyways. And it was it was the worst shit ever. We're going to die in this house. So I never want to move ever again. But <laughs> things are coming together. We got internet. We got our bed. We got our king size bed, which is sick. Um, it's the first first king size bed for king size Steve. Yes, it's so good. Our <laughs> Toronto room was like the size of a king size bed, and now we have this <laughs> plus like so much more. So it, it's That's just awesome. It's sweet. We got some interesting neighbors. Found out about another kind of interesting neighbor, but you know. I heard I heard there's some some uh, vaccine hesitancy in Steve's neighborhood. Oh, yeah, right wow. across the street from me, there's an anti-vax guy, which. Um, it's it's always like the difficult thing, right? Because it's like he's nice guy to talk to, but I'm just mm-hmm. like in my head, I'm like ah, but you're dangerous. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I feel that. I had a conversation recently, went out for drinks with a friend, and then some friends they know, and I've never had like um, a conversation which with I would consider like the bourgeoisie, but <laughs> they kind of just as an aside, we're like, Ugh, I wish we had private healthcare here. I just wish I could pay to get seen faster. And I sort of looked over and I'm like, really? And then later in the evening, <laughs> I was kind of complaining about rent control. And she was like, yeah, but you just don't like rent, you just don't like rent control because you don't own any properties. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> as do most people. Oh my God, I was no. like, that's kind of a silent tell that, you know, you're invested in all that. But all that to say, uh, this show is, of course, supported by our amazing patrons over <laughs> at patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Back us for Discord perks, 2D early access to the pod, game key giveaways every month, discount for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, uh, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and at our highest tier, like our main man Eric, we'll plug whatever you want for every show for the duration of your support there. So again, that's thebotbook.com. Speakers, sponsors, and attendees interested in Game Slice 2021, stay tuned for 
the event section. Uh, I also want to plug at the top of the show, please consider donating to the Indian Residential School Survivors Society. Uh, as with a lot of social movements, once all the celebrities have made their post and everyone's sort of like done their thing on social media that doesn't actually change anything, things kind of get forgotten about. Uh, I think we saw it last year with BLM. Yeah, uh, Palestine is uh, good now. Palestine's, yeah, 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 totally resolved. It's all <laughs> fixed. No, no, hashtag free Palestine. Um, and I can already see the the fervor over the thousands of bodies discovered at various unmarked graves and Catholic schools and quotes around the country starting to wane. So I, I want to keep plugging that, and we will. We've been plugging that for Steve. How long? We've been plugging various sources on. It's probably over a year now. Just like every week, we want to keep people aware of what's yeah. going on. I don't know. It's been a while. You'd have to check into the posts on uh, on the website. Yes. Uh, at the top of every show notes uh, is a link where you can donate to um, this week, the Indian Residential School Survivor Society. They're working on uh, a lot of important uh, documentation and support for families and just things we need done. And the government won't do. So we got to take it into our own hands. <sighs> What I'll right, do start. is Trudeau gives me like baby money every week, maybe or every mm. month rather. Maybe I'll take that money and donate it, just like I'm the middleman. In this, in Technically, this case. the baby money Trudeau's giving you is already just the rest of our money again. So, yeah, well, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Like I'm, I know I'm, what you're I'm the middleman diverting the money to yeah. Instead of diapers, you know, Sophia's got enough diapers. Yeah, no, free bird it. Now you got a backyard now, right? Just let her run free, <laughs> yeah, free range true. baby. That's- that's a good point. <laughs> Take the diaper money once a week. Just you know, poop scoop the backyard. Like if you had a dog or something. And well, we have a dog too, so we could just have. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Get a dog uh, that eats poop. No, too far. Uh, what are <laughs> you gonna say, Eric? Uh, well, actually, since we were talking about uh, some other things to support like that, uh, I actually wanted to bring some attention to uh, the the our London family things uh, because a couple weeks ago there was that awful awful terrorist attack on the Muslim mm. community of mm-hmm. uh, London, Ontario. Um, and there will probably be some other resources you can find online, but I wanted to bring some attention to the MRCSSI, who is a nonprofit charitable anti-violence and social support agency promoting family safety and well-being within London's diverse uh, Muslim communities. So that's something you guys can check out too. All right. I'm definitely going to throw a plug for that at the top of the show notes as well. Uh yeah, lots of great things you can be doing to help make the world a better place. All right, Steve, we got two jobs. Steve and Eric. I'm used to saying, "All right, Steve." We need to get more guests on the show. I think that's what Eric's showing us here. I, it, like, uh, like two, two's fine. Three's. They say three's a crowd. I think three's like the perfect amount for a podcast. Any more than three or four, you start getting people talking over each other. You know what I mean? I want to see a six man or six gender neutral or six uh, lady uh, <laughs> Canadian game devs podcast. Let's do it. Uh, oh, we a have total a total round table. <laughs> we have an interview with um, Hit Grab that was like eight people that I- I'm still working on editing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Once you have enough people on audio, it was helpful because we had video because then you can kind of see when someone's about to talk. But yeah, no, three, three is the perfect number. I think just right. Uh, let's start with some jobs. Uh, Leak in Toronto is looking for a senior Unity developer. If you're senior and you know how to develop in Unity, no, I'm kidding. You should apply to that. Uh, Jean Leggett, one of our other patrons, will also be looking for a part-time producer in the next one to three months. Uh, she posted on Twitter. She didn't ask us to promote that, but, you know, we love Jean, and we just want to, you know, highlight all the yeah. good work she's doing, and uh, <laughs> they'll be working on one more story games, uh, new 
uh, platform story stylus, which is sort of like a visual, not visual novel. It's like a narrative engine. Let me read the official description. Yeah. A book meets game storytelling platform for writers of all ages to create narrative video games. They'll be looking for a producer on that with uh, the end goal of getting more games made in 2022. So we'll be uh, plugging that as she reveals more information. She says she's writing the job description now. By the is way, um, Leek is hiring for 2D level designer and a character illustrator Ooh. as well. So just gotta add that. Uh, is it cheating if I send that uh, producer one to some of my friends who probably absolutely want the job? not? <laughs> <laughs> no, right, share awesome. share war- far and wide. Uh, again, everything we talk about the show in the description <laughs> with links. They got the um, scoop too because, uh, or they'll have the early because this podcast goes early for patrons and everyone else like two days later. So you will have like sending them to your friends. will have like a two yeah. or three day head start. I'm super early. Nice. Let people know. Yeah, you're even uh, earlier just being on the podcast too. Yeah, is, this is about as early that. as I could possibly get. <laughs> um, for events, we got TennoCon coming up in London, Ontario, but it's going to be online this year. A quote fully digital all day event uh, as we look back on Warframe's past and take a sneak peek at spectacular things to come. Uh, that's yeah, a one day exciting digital event. Tickets will get you exclusive cosmetic stuff and access to various talks and such. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited about that. And of course, this fall coming to a browser near you, Game Slice <laughs> 2021. Normally takes place in London. Uh, this year is online. Back for its sixth year. Why don't you tell us a bit about Game Slice? All right. Well, I'm going to start with the quote you have here because uh, I forgot I sent you this, but it's a, <laughs> it's a perfect quote to summarize the event. Uh, back for its sixth year, Game Slice offers game industry professionals a space to gain valuable feedback from their uh, industry peers in a collaborative and exciting environment. Uh, of course, due to COVID-19, we'll be fully online this year, uh, but we're allowing game developers from far and wide to preview their unreleased games to in- engaged and knowledgeable audiences. And then in caps here, it says, don't forget, <laughs> but that's not in the quote, so I don't think I should read that. Oops. Uh, <laughs> don't forget, gameslice.joydrop.co. And again, that's link right. in the description. Uh, right. There's going to be many exciting things mm-hmm. revealed mm-hmm. about Game Slice in the coming weeks, I think. Ooh. Yeah, uh, we talked a little bit about it before we started recording, and I can't say much, but... Uh, you can sign up as a playtester or an exhibitor. Uh, if you don't think you'll have a game ready, you'll pr- it'll probably be more ready by September than you think it will be, so sign up as an exhibitor anyway. But uh, if you don't think uh, you'll have uh, a game ready to exhibit or you're a student or something like that, come join us as a playtester. Um, it's going to be on Discord, and we're going to have some uh, live content on Twitch, uh, both live and pre-recorded. We'll have some interviews. We'll have some uh, gameplay stuff. Um, and it's going to be a great time. Uh, a lot of people who I speak with who are developers, both indie, small, and middling indies, are kind of, like, a lot of them, I don't know if it'll be ready to showcase by September or by whenever, but, mm. I mean, we had gray boxes last year, so it's it's just kind of, uh, don't be afraid. The The event is about playtesting. Bring your stuff out. It'll be a good time. Uh, and hopefully... By the end of this week or maybe next week, we should have some very, very, very exciting updates to the site about what some of the prizes you can expect are. Uh, and I think that'll be a, a good little blur. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, we didn't tell Steve, but maybe we'll tell him after. Yeah, Just... I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was, I <laughs> oh, exciting, <laughs> it's super cool, uh, especially. Uh, so as far as, you know, uh, uh, myself helping out with Game Slice, one of the things that has been very important to me last year and this year and the upcoming years is going to be 
trying to get as much value to the indie devs as possible, right? Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, a lot of it you have to go kind of find yourself. I want to try and bring that stuff to the indie devs. So hopefully there's some good educational resources that people can find with us and uh, ideally some great entertaining stuff as well. Um, we're going to try and do as well some uh, speed networking uh, <laughs> during the early process of us figuring out what the event was going to be. I was calling it speed dating because that's just the easiest uh, uh, analogous thing that I could reference it to. But one of my mm. uh, one of the partners working on it was like, why are they doing speed dating? That seems kind of inappropriate. I'm like, no, that's not <laughs> what I'm... I don't actually mean speed dating, but uh, speed networking is something exciting we're going to be trying this year. Networking in the format of speed dating. Yeah, there you go. Thank there you. There we go. Thank You're you. Game Slice is actually completely free 100 uh, percent free for exhibitors and playtesters, um and that is for uh allowing as many people to come enjoy the event as possible if you're not canadian you can still come and exhibit you can still come and play test uh come have some fun that's amazing is that a huge scoop for like or is scoop? that in public for that, a while i mean no that's very public we okay okay we, still uh, amazing we we all we want to try and keep it as free for as long as possible um we're not uh, this we're very grateful to our sponsors for this year uh some of which we can talk about some of which we uh cannot yet um but we're we're trying to always keep the event free for as long as we possibly can of course that does sort of get in the way of the event growth but we're working with it and we'd much rather give the capacity to the develop like i said we want to break give values to develop to, blah, 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 to developers gotcha well, that's very exciting. Game Slice, happening this fall, free. Uh, also happening this fall, Game Dev Atlantic, going online. I, I attended last year. It was lovely to see all the... Man, Halifax is just blowing up. It's popping off. I really can't stress how many studios... Like, in the past year, 2K bought a studio out here, Bethesda. Of course, there's Ubisoft out here. Loads of indies, especially in that uh, E3 wholesome game stream, specifically from Halifax and the surrounding area. So lots of exciting things, lots of uh, institutional knowledge to be shared at Game Dev Atlantic. Day-long online conference happening Friday, October 22nd. Tickets are on sale now. <sighs> All right, that's it for the events. Uh, we missed last week, of course, because Steve was moving. Uh, so we got two weeks' worth of releases to cover, which is only just two games as far as we know. First up, Curved Space, of course. Uh, we've been covering this for a long time. But we're both very excited about this one. The, is it safe to say, Steve, spiritual successor to Super Stardust HD. It certainly feels, and, and the demo I played feels like it. I bought it. I just haven't had a chance to play it yet. But I yes. tried one of the demos as well. Um, yeah. it feels like it feels like a, a Super Stardust like, um, you know, love letter basically. Like uh, shots follow over the geometry even when it like like it's got like uh super mario galaxy physics with that's what i was like, gonna say it looks yeah. like it looks like it's pulling a lot from super mario galaxy and a little bit from like the new geometry wars almost yes yes um it's developed by only by midnight uh out in alberta i believe edmonton not 100 we interviewed them last year it's a husband and wife duo who are very excited uh this is their first project and they're you know able to get um, some physical copies of the game produced <gasps> in time for oh, launch. I and know. They posted, <sighs> they posted a, a video of them unboxing it and just like seeing the like pure joy on on this this couple's face as like all their hard work was manifested in front of them in the form of a disc with a PS5 logo on it. Just 
you know that's super cool to know. Aww, that's I've been so sweet. on a physical I've been on a physical kick yes lately, and hashtag I, physical forever Steve and I bought <laughs> but I bought this digital because I kind of forgot or just didn't know that it was coming physical and I bought it like they didn't even tweet out that it was out yet like I just happened to be on the PlayStation store and just saw it was out <clears throat> and bought it and then I saw like EB games had like you know the physical versions on switch ps5 and xbox and i was like Fuck. that's so cool that's it's so cool, cool but i'm just like oh i missed it and i don't want to be don't that worry guy steve i'll buy one for you have you guys uh have you guys heard of the video game history foundation yes yes uh so those are the guys and this i bring this up because of the physical stuff but they're the ones archiving basically a bunch of the old gaming magazines from back in the day and archiving all the old source code from you know old n64 and stuff like that and older um and the reason I bring this up specifically today is because the other day I just got my uh, subscription, like, and uh, I, I can find it somewhere, but it's uh, it's one of the old magazines from, like, 1994 advertising, like, the original Shaq Fu coming out and re- announcing, like, Donkey Kong 64. Nice. Uh, if you subscribe, they'll send you, like, extra copies of the magazines. Uh, oh, physical wow. forever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I aped that from, I think that's limited run games is, like marketing hashtag (laughs) is hashtag physical forever hey that's not a bad one no i agree uh steve can you tell me about sego mini dinosaurs (laughs) so sego mini like world is their sort of subscription game so they used to uh, just for for mobile and ipad specifically i think it's i think it's specifically just ios and it's like best on ipad okay and we covered all like a couple weeks ago yeah they're all like kid games like two three four year olds and um Basically, what they used to do is they would release all these games like as individual apps, and they would cost like three or four dollars or whatever it is, mm. and and there'd be like free versions, and they're all like fairly similar because they're all just about like interacting with dinosaurs, like the things, and then making cute sounds and colorful and stuff like that. <clears throat> and then they a few years ago they just merged them all into one app called Sego Mini World, which has I think like a free version, but then it's like a subscription service. Mm-hmm. And so Dinosaurs is like the new one, so it's just like part of it. Um, so I, so I downloaded it or whatever, or you just like, you know, you just tap it in the app and it just starts downloading it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very cute and very similar, but Sophia wasn't feeling the dinosaurs. So, I'm, mm. so that's not a thing. That's not a knock on Sego <laughs> mini, but she, she hasn't gone to the dinosaur phase just yet, but the, gotcha. all these games are like pretty cute. You drag and you drag stuff, you build things. They have cute sounds, stuff like that for little babies, babies, baby games for babies. <laughs> That's a Toronto studio. Literally, literally, yeah, Toronto. Um, yeah, baby game for babies. So we normally joke about, you know, like yeah, the Switch stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this time is actually this a, is literally a baby game for babies. So. Yeah, this is actually meant for babies to enjoy. The primary demographic. Yeah, this is That's really cute. All of the releases for this. Do you have any thoughts on Sega Mini Dinosaurs, Eric? If you're looking at it. Uh, I think, uh, since it is a baby game for babies, this is perfect for me and my off time and when I'm at work, uh, I'm gonna download it immediately with my baby hands and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them all my money. Uh, mm, I don't like that term, actually. I take that back. Can I take that back? (laughs) We'll we'll put a, yeah, no. Just bleep Uh, that. Let people wonder what I said. (laughs) Okay. Can do. Um, yes, that's it for the games out this week bleep is what i'm putting in the show notes there. <laughs> okay uh, oh I got no some... i do can you bleep out the whole thing 
<laughs> I'll make it work. Don't worry. Okay. News and announcements this week uh, coming to us from Quebec. Uh, Tribes yeah. of Midgard has revealed all their post-launch plans. Steve, you're pretty excited for this one. We're going to play together. There's no cross-play, so we'll be on PS5. Eric, if you want to join us. Uh, I don't know what your PlayStation situation is. Uh, if I ever can get a PS5, then absolutely. Gotcha. Okay, okay. It's coming out July 27th, but they've revealed a bunch of details about what to expect after they have uh, two seasons announced um, with multiple phases. So the first season starts on launch July 27th, uh, has a bunch of bosses to defeat with as well as exclusive gear um, and uh, different uh, events like defeat the Jotuns, defend Yggdrasil. I don't know how to speak. Yggdrasil. <laughs> gotcha. Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. Thank you. Uh, as well as uh, new level rewards, new rune system. And uh, yeah, it looks like they have plans sketched out all the way until January 2022. Nice. Um, so, yeah. If and it's, been... uh, it's free as well, I think. All the stuff is free. At least the first Oh, season. really? I think... That's that's big. Big if true. Here, hold on. <laughs> you can check that out. Uh, so, the game, if uh, people aren't familiar, let me find a good description for Tribes of Midgard here. A two to ten player uh, multiplayer game. You can also play solo. Uh, start out by thriving in the wilderness, collecting resources necessary to defend your village from the nightly invasion of the Hell Things and the colossal Jotnar. This will all make sense if you watch our new reveal trailer, which is below and linked in the show notes. Um, yeah, uh, we've been excited about this game for a while. Uh, Steve and I are going to hop on some co-op, probably stream it. Might be our first stream from the PS5, Steve potentially Ooh, yeah i still haven't streamed yeah no, we haven't we haven't figured that out yet we've streamed from ps4 a bunch of times i guess the last ps4 stream we did would have been cuphead ps4 uh where is it the chance you guys did Shout cuphead out. together wow team building exercise well i played with my girlfriend because there's no online for <laughs> cuphead unfortunately uh, but okay. we we made it pretty far i think we made it halfway through inkwell island one which yeah i think it's certainly a test of ones it's actually you know it's probably a little easier with two people i don't know if the game scales the enemy's health because you can revive each other which certainly if the enemy's health is the same would make it easier with two people that seems like one of those games where if you find a way to make it easier that the devs intended like multiplayer if it does just make it easier because you can revive each other mm. i feel like that's one of those games where it's just like fine to have that right yeah like, it's it's hard enough that a little bit easier it's not going to ruin the game Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to do the S rank where you like you can't die or, mm-hmm. and uh, have to have a certain number of or a certain performance, if one of your teammates does die, then that makes the S rank go away. So this is like kind of balances itself out that way. Okay, and so, update on tribe yeah, Steve. So, so they tweet tribes of Midgard will feature free seasonal updates called Sega. Wow. So the World Sega will be available at launch and adds additional challenges, exclusive loot, and powerful new bosses. Boom. That's big. I'm a I'm a big fan of free post-launch content yeah me too now okay, content because it's they're they're published by gearbox uh, yes uh, gearbox, gearbox publishing yeah so I, mean, I, I know what you're saying look at gearbox's dlc approach to other games yeah exactly so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see it also yeah. depends on like how big this game is and, and stuff like that but i'm That's i'm tough super, coming I'm out the same year as valheim because that was oh like five million copies that first month and it was very much and also <clears throat> Uh, multiplayer cooperative uh, Norse mm-hmm. Viking settlement building fighting game. Yeah, that game blew and up. It, good, it just blew up. The good news is, thankfully, they're at least like really different versions of that kind of thing, which is kind of amazing when you think about how you described it, and that applies to both of them. But at least they're both very different. Where Valheim is more is 
I would say closer to Minecraft, whereas mm -hmm. uh, Tribes is closer to like a Don't Starve Hades mix, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I've referenced mm -hmm. Hades twice here. Hmm. Good game. <laughs> Good game. <laughs> also coming to PS5, or it's on PS5, I think. Also, key distinction is Valheim is early access, and they've blown past their first big update deadline Yay. by like four months. Whereas Tribes of Midgar, from the screenshots and trailers, by all accounts, is launching very polished. Um, I also want to note, unless I can't find it, I think this studio has been working. Uh, this the studio has existed for eight years, and I think this is their first game. So, do I don't know what you were doing for those eight years, like you know, starting up the business, maybe doing contract work and other stuff. Uh, working on this on the side, but it looks like this is their like, you know, really? we're, we're teeing up, ready to ready for the grand slam, you know. Yeah, if you if someone else can find, I, I, I'm I'm pretty good at googling studios <laughs> at this point, getting getting to the bottom of uh of where they are and what they've worked on. But if someone else can find another game they've made, let me know. I I can say that I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they were probably just working on this and trying to get this 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 because it's a cool it's a cool ass game, right? Mm -hmm. So. This is probably one of those instances, those rare instances in games where someone worked on something for eight years and it actually has eight years of work behind it. That's crazy. That's absurd. And I mean, it shows. Like, if you look at any of these trailers, like, it shows. <sighs> All right. Very excited about that. July 27th, uh, studios in Quebec. Another studio in Quebec. Uh, oh, what is their name? Because they made Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. And I think they've changed the name of their team since then to just the jet team? jet squad jet squad now awesome but after sword and sorcery blew up uh they kind of just like you know fucked off for a bit and <laughs> by all accounts went into the quebec wilderness and just sort of like messed around with game jams or chilled out for a while until they were like uh let's do this one and so at the ps5 revealed uh stream last year they revealed jet colon the far shore uh, no HUD or anything in that trailer, just kind of like a tone setter, some some teasing visuals. But now, during the most recent state of play this past week, they have revealed a first glimpse at the gameplay. Uh, there's a two and a half minute uh, gameplay trailer, but I want to reference Randy Smith, uh, producer and designer at Jet Squad, uh, did a PlayStation blog post with a lot of content. First of all, you're playing as someone named May. And the last game I played around someone named May was Night in the Woods, so I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> you play as, quote, an interstellar explorer who is part of a team hoping they've found a home for their civilization. Uh, the director gives you instructions to go around the planet uh, without interfering with, like, the local, you know, ecosystems or wildlife um, too much. Uh, uh, says, quote, without bringing harm to its unique flora and fauna. Observe, inspect, catalog your findings. Um, make careful use of your jet G or sorry J A E T T. Wow, I bungled those first two letters. Uh, tools. Um, you kind of like gliding across the planet really fast, kind of like speed bike, mm. speed bikes from Star Wars, but faster. And if it was a spaceship, that could go up higher. Um, there looks like to be these giant monolithic creatures, like Shadow of the Colossus style things, like flying around or trotting mm -hmm. about. Um, when you land, it, it, it gives me a lot of early No Man's Sky vibes in terms of, like, scanning, getting resources, um, you know, cataloging and labeling things specifically is something you did a lot in No Man's Sky um, that I think you're going to be doing here. Uh, quote, perhaps the most exciting 
Perhaps most exciting is Jet's particular blend of story and gameplay. You'll be swept up in the fate of May and her fellow scouts as they persevere through obstacles in their heartfelt quests to establish a peaceful home for their people against heavy odds. I'm sold. Uh, what do folks think? Uh, I mean, it looks awesome. Uh, I kind of forgot all about this game, um, <laughs> to be honest. And then when it showed up, I was like, oh, what is, what is this? Because they just showed, like, the... Um, the flying through like mm -hmm. pretty like because the graphics are interesting right they're like it's low detailed i want to say like the it's almost low poly like low the fidelity yeah yeah that's a better way to and if you look at the screenshots like the, some of the grasses just looks like a 2d like little grass kind of thing um, it looks like something i would doodle in a notebook and then drag into a game <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly in the best so, way so it has, yeah, and that's the thing. It doesn't look bad. It's just like it's very interesting, and and I think did you say this on the podcast or before where it's just like No Man's Sky but on one planet? Um, yeah, I mean, watching that gameplay trailer, and I want to see some more and obviously play it, but it kind of feels like, what if No Man's Sky was one planet and you know meticulously designed instead of procedurally generated? Yeah. So it comes out in 2021 for PS4 and PS5. So And also uh, with a story at launch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got that one in. Um, what seems really interesting about this one to me is, like, I might be misinterpreting the screenshots and what I'm seeing in the video, but you look tiny. Mm -hmm. Like, it's giving me weird Pikmin vibes almost. Mm. Like, either you're tiny or everything on the planet you're on is friggin' gigantic, right? I think you're tiny. Like, it look, like, like your spaceship is, like, half an inch on the screenshot. Like, it's... It's very zoomed out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean, like, cool. is your character relative to, like, things? Because you're, like, roughly tree size. Or, like, trees are relative to you what they are for us in real life. Like, it looks like kind of like a normal planet that way. But the perspective of the gameplay is super pulled back. That's what I mean. Like, it's just compared. Yeah, you know what? Now that it's I'm looking at the video more, like, acutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is my... Oh, you get to go outside the ship, too. Awesome. Perfect. All right, I'm in. Oh, yeah. I'm down, very down. Uh, they say 2021, so you know what? They've they've been away for a while. Maybe it is that ready to be revealed because we've only got you know two two trailers so far. So they got yeah, time. I wonder what they did, like what they, what them and tribes. What have they been doing the last like eight years? Because super, I don't know. Super, what was it? What was it called? Super, super Brothers, Brothers Swords and Sorcery. That was like lots a, of W's. That was a long time ago. Super maybe Brothers maybe Swords. the Quebec wilderness just ate some people and now it's maybe. spitting them back out. <laughs> yeah, uh, Super Brothers launched on March 2011, uh, so this will be over a decade since their last release. Is That's this nuts. That's crazy. That is nuts. Yeah. No, uh, definitely a long time coming. And they obviously haven't been working on that the whole time, um, I don't think. They're very secretive. Like, trying to find information about this team is hard. <laughs> well, you know what that means, though, right? What does it mean? Podcast interview. Get them on. Oh, we should. Super yes, Brothers AV Inc. is a tiny art and design organization now in the woods of Quebec. <laughs> They're actually uh, out in the wilderness. Yeah, this is from their website. Go to superbrothershq.com. Uh, Jet the Far Shore is to be their second video game announced at the PS5 Showcase, created in collaboration with Pine Scented and Scientific. Just a very weird, artsy-looking website. Anyway, I'm excited for Jet the Far Shore. Me too. This game, I could see being, like, the PS5, PS Plus game for whatever month it comes out. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's coming this year, though. 
Uh, I don't know, man. 2020. See, there's the studios that have it figured out. Like Inside was like that. They uh, announced Inside at an E3, like with a 30 second thing, like from the makers of Limbo. And then like two years later, they showed it at E3 again with some gameplay. And they're like, it's out this year. And it actually was. And I think that's a model sort of established indies can do. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Treat video game release dates like construction timeline release dates it'll especially in quebec yeah eglinton that's a All joke right, for Steve. toronto people because eglinton uh, is under construction mm-hmm, basically mm-hmm. for the last decade so i mean the city of montreal has been under construction since 1621 there you go <laughs> toronto based uh oh, i forget benjamin rivers of course the mm-hmm. man the myth the legend oh, i used that twice one episode Man, gotta come we can both we can both be uh, men's myths be and multiple, legends. Yeah, there could be multiple men's myths, myths and legends. Legends. Uh, alone with you, coming to uh, Nintendo Switch, July thirtieth. It's got a ten percent launch discount, which puts it at loading animation here eleven sixty nine. Nice Canadian pre order now. Get fifty eight <laughs> gold Nintendo points, Steve. <laughs> Have I, you played? Has anyone played Alone with I you? I had this game buttons? on the Vita. Yeah. Uh, it's good. I'm getting it on the Switch. That's what I'm thinking. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's are so you, cool. Congratulations. Are you get it on the new OLED switch? Or uh, bleh, bleh. Bleh. Okay, okay. <laughs> you already I played mean, it on an OLED Vita, so like Exactly. Why? I assume, I don't know. Although the picture Benjamin posted shows they don't have the OLED Vita. They they have the little little skinny Vita. They're well that might just after. be the one they had, right? That's true. That's true. Version two, yeah, that's true. Version two. Uh shout out to Ben. Um, always doing cool stuff. Uh, again, if you haven't checked out Benjamin Rivers, um, Game Maker, uh, free like eight hour tutorial, like how to make an adventure game and Game Maker that they put up, definitely check that out. Oh, is that him? Oh, wow. Yeah, he does That's cool good. stuff. Yeah. Dope. And play Home. Home is, is, is still his best game. Ooh. Uh, you know no what, disre- Cap, you, No disrespect you know what? along with you, by the way. But yeah. That's fair. No, also, personal preference, of course. Yeah. Just like my personal preference for oh, Capybara's best game ever made. Grindstone has received a new update, The Lost Layer, which is actually downloading right now on my desktop. I'm scared, Steve and Eric, mainly because they say in this tweet, uh, blah, 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 yada, yada, square off with Jari one, one last time. Ta- what does that mean, Steve? Is this the last Grindstone update? I, I don't know if I can live with that. Like, if this update doesn't end with a with like an after credit scene where George, I think that's how you pronounce his name, it's J-O-R-J, I've just been saying George, uh, like climbs, gets to the top of the mountain, and then it pans out behind him, and there's a bigger mountain behind him, and it's a grindstone <laughs> two. <laughs> George oh, no, will return. George will return in grindstone two. Uh, I'm gonna be very sad because I've been playing this game uh, since I got it on computer again, or I had it on Apple Arcade, of course. Game of the year. Can Can you describe this game to me? Because it looks really, it looks really flashy and cool. So for those who don't know, Grindstone is um, it's a matching game. It's it's not real time. You can plan out your matches. There's a bunch of grunts all around the, this grid that are various colors: yellow, red, blue, green. You got to match them up, and once you get ten of the same color, you create a grindstone, which then uh, pops out of the last grunt you kill and lands somewhere randomly on the map, and then you can now pass through that grindstone and switch colors. So then if you get, like, six green on the next one, pass through a grindstone, and then, like, five purple, it'll make another grindstone. And you basically go through these uh, very meticulously designed levels. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of thought goes into every level in this game, and it shows. Uh, 
trying to uh, clear a certain amount of enemies or unlock a chest by killing a grunt who has a key and then smashing the chest once you've hit 10 grunts before it, stuff like that. And there's dozens and probably hundreds of levels in this point because they've been updating it ever since it came out with more content all the time. Um, there's daily challenges now. And the big thing with this update I'm very excited about is there's a little uh, video that plays every time you start Grindstone uh, that's told through like a set of comic panels where George basically gets up and his wife's asleep and his kid's in the crib and he like very sullen eyes like he <laughs> does not want to be awake right now slides his hat and sword on and steps out the door and that's all we know about his family but this new update uh, brings uh, the, the house as a location in the game now oh. so yeah you can go meet his wife and kid and, and talk to them and I'm very excited to do that and I think the kid has a daily challenge thing, too, you can do. You know what that sounds like to me? What? That sounds like passion for this game, which means it must be good. I'm, I love Grindstone. And Steve was, a, <laughs> Steve was initially so-so on it, but he, he agreed in the end. I, I was yeah, I, it took me, like, three three instances to, like, play and get it. And then, like, finally I was just like, yo, this, this is actually fucking it's, amazing. <laughs> if you, a cheap way to play it, it's, on, it's an Apple Arcade game. So, yeah. like, you can just cop the five dollars or whatever and, and or if you it. haven't signed up before you get uh, i think three months free so you just sign up get three months beat grindstone and then cancel your apple arcade subscription yeah <laughs> and so i got I it mean, on uh, switch it plays well on switch steven won it on epic game store from their twitter account <laughs> they did a little nice uh, discord scavenger hunt and i was just going through and found it i did buy the i am a physical copy on switch though because it's one of the ones i want to lend to people and i think it's probably perfect on switch <sighs> yeah, Grindstone's Anyways. legit. I'm really scared what one last time means, but you know, they Cappy's been good to me so far. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They've, have they ever? Has Cappy ever done a sequel? No, I but, can't. Um, I'm trying to. I'm man, thinking. you know what? You're right, Steve. That's this is it. This is probably it for Grindstone, huh? Grindstone. Well, how long have they been working on it? It's launched. Uh, fall. It launched with Apple Arcade, so I think fall 2019. Yeah, it's September been out for a while. They've been working yeah, on it for a while. Yeah, man, it hasn't not... come to PlayStation or Xbox yet, so I assume probably doing that. Well, here's maybe maybe, maybe they'll finish it with this next update, and then they'll go, okay, it's time to release it on all the consoles, and then you can go back and play them on all the consoles. I will. Don't oh, if it, comes to PS4, if it comes to PS4 or PS5, I'm getting it day one. Oh, man. Yeah, so good, so good. That platinum will be difficult, but... All right, our next news comes to us from Miguel in Toronto. Of course, Steve yeah. and I have been following very closely the progress of Russian Subway Dogs port to PlayStation Vita. Uh, I just want to highlight the store assets are now submitted as of July 9th, two days ago. Hey. Uh, Miguel says, next is to update our trailer. Hoping guidelines haven't changed much. So once the store assets are getting submitted, you know, it's close. Like, this will be dropped in the next couple months, I imagine. Well, I think there's uh, two <laughs> Twitter account stupid two underscore old underscore four underscore gaming tweeted mm-hmm. that on July twenty seventh or 21st. July twenty first seven Vita's gained seven new games and I think this is like kind of the last uh, July twenty first that's so, like ten days yeah so Russia subway Russian subway dogs is on there mind maze witchy crafty. Indig, Seven, Quest for Love, something I can't pronounce. Ultra Steve, none of these are Canadian. We don't need to highlight these. Well, Russian All Subway Dogs. All people need to know is Russian Subway Dogs on Switch. We're going to get it. Vita. No, Vita, Vita. 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 I'm getting it. Oh, is it on Switch? It might be on Switch, too. I don't know. Who cares about the Switch? Aw. Miguel <laughs> replied to Switch. that uh, Too Old for Gaming post. 
uh, all the info I have says it is the 20th. Um, and then <laughs> they, reply to, they reply to that, oh, yes, it is the 20th. So it looks like July 20th. Is uh, that when the one. shop's closing? Like, you can't add games to it, but you can still make purchases? Maybe? That's on... That's Closest that's on. to new games is what it says, yeah. So it looks like the, the, the Vita catalog, as it exists, will end. Like, just, like, become its the set thing on the 20th. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, the, the so message wild. system had already shut down, too. Like, they shut down some things. The PSP store, I think, is already down as well. Damn, that's sad. I know. Anywho, we'll, we'll be getting Russian Subway Dogs, Miguel. Don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if it'll have a platinum. I bet. Oh, my God. I, I, I will lose my mind. I will be so mad if it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last news today. Fitting to end on a story from London, Ontario, where, where our special guest currently recording crow sworn a game we've covered before has officially launched their kickstarter and boy oh boy i think this game is going to be big we said it before on the podcast for those who don't know it's uh uh partly developed by i want to get their name right it's very eastern european and i'm bad at names alexander kuzmanovich i think uh is based in London, previously released Unworthy, which was a really interesting uh, Metroidvania Souls-like without jumping, was the pitch. Uh, it's really cool. Check it out on Steam. Uh, this is their next project. A much bigger team now. I'm counting two, four, six, eight, eight people slash studios on the team on their Kickstarter page. They blew it away. I got the email notification because I signed up. Notify me when the Kickstarter goes live. Like, ten minutes afterwards, I opened it, and the, the early bird was gone. I was like, oh, oh, shit. Uh, so now you can get the punctual bird, which uh, is 20 bucks Canadian digital copy of the game and a wallpaper. Estimated delivery, December 2023. Which, whenever I see a game put December, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, you want to get out in 2023. And you're just picking, like, <laughs> the furthest date in 2023 to do that. They also get so. to get up for the Christmas rush on that, too. It's true. Uh, they have a Steam page up. We've done it on Wishlist this before. Uh, Press Kit, Twitter. Their Twitter communities, they're already getting like oodles of fan art about this game just off GIFs and teaser trailers so far. The passion is intense around Crow Sworn. And if you don't know, the quick pitch is a grim fantasy world inhabited by men and monsters alike, action-packed Metroidvania inspired by Hollow Knight, Bloodborne, and Devil May Cry. The Hollow Knight devs have already commented on the Kickstarter page, like, looking great, keep up the good work. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely backing it at the $20 tier, because some of these later ones are crazy. You can spend, <laughs> let's see, if you drop $2,250 Canadian dollars, you get a physical copy and a digital copy, access to every beta, digital art book, digital wallpaper soundtrack, physical art book, uh, Crow Sworn plushie, Crow Sworn t-shirt, and you get to design a mini boss with the team. Yeah, I don't know where I'm getting the money for this, but I'm real tempted to drop a thousand bucks on this game. <laughs> oh, that tier is gone, by the way. What five really? Backers already did that tier, so five of the mini bosses in the game are already accounted for. I guess the next tier, the thousand dollar tier, is already gone. Five backers. Oh no, Eric. I think I think it might be a little late. The next <gasps> one you can do is. Oh, okay, so at the at the bottom of the list is all the ones that are gone. The actual most expensive tier is five thousand five hundred Canadian dollars. Mm. It looks like it has one everything. Um, one but left. What's new? No longer available. Uh, I think it is just. 
it's it's you jump from 650 650 bucks to 5500 those are those are the That's oh crazy. boy oh, oh my boy Lord. anywho yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna cop this at 20 dollars. i just want to copy but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, get, you get to design a real boss yeah uh mongoose rodeo is the name of the studio also exceptional name for a studio yes yes um Steve, you and I have talked about Crossworn a lot, but Eric, do you have any thoughts on this dark and mysterious action-packed Metroidvania? Um, I was not into Metroidvanias for the longest time, uh, and then mm. most very recently, I just got into Holiday. I'm like, oh, no, I 100% get it now. Um, mm. So, London, Ontario, Metroidvania, give me them bird faces. I'm super into it. <laughs> um, also, they, they got like this Darkest Dungeon vibe going for it, and mm-hmm. I'm so about that so yeah this is super cool i'm super excited and also um i'm also very excited every time an indie developer knocks something out of the park on kickstarter because there's Mm -hmm. been so many horror stories of either people not being able to to make their goal and then they kind of have to kill their game or something like that and it's just always very heartwarming to see a good game get good funding and then they're gonna knock it out of the park i'm sure I agree. I could easily see this hitting a million or two by the end of the Kickstarter. Like, oh, it's, yeah. Easy. I saw it yeah. jump up a couple hundred bucks while we were talking, actually. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, Anywho. what... Um, wait. Potential bet. What's the... Solitude, sea of Solitude? Is that it? No, what's the... What was sea, the... Sea of Stars sea of is stars. the most successful Canadian video game Kickstarter in history. So we got 2.3 million, I think. So do you think the, this one will... Uh, so Sea of Stars oh, got... Uh, it was 2. One, something, wasn't 1. it? 1.628 million. Do is we want US to... or Canadian? Uh, Canadian. Okay. okay, okay. Do we do we want to do the pitch to to tell the listeners today to make it? To make Crowsworn the new uh, record oh, breaker? Man. See, Do we like, have the power? This is such a more hardcore... Not hardcore is probably the wrong word. This is... Like, Sea of Stars is trying to do that, like, SNES, JRPG, beautiful pixel art. And so I feel like the sell for that is is much more wider. So if I had to bet whether Crowsworn, you know, tops that, I don't know. Also, The Messenger was a much bigger hit than any of uh, their previous work. And um, obviously, they're a much bigger team, too, and they had Devolver and stuff. But I could see... It hitting a million. I don't know if it'll be one point six. You said with Sea of Stars. Yeah. So they're they're uh, one. They're still far away from it. One point four. Yeah. But they just started. I got the. They got the momentum. I'm gonna. Let's do. We don't have to make the bet. I just like no. gambling. You know me. But um. <laughs> why don't we just do the check in? We'll we'll call. We'll do the the official the weekly Crowsworn check in. Crowsworn Kickstarter check in. Okay. Okay. I'm down. Uh, what do you think, Eric? You think it'll be Sea of Stars? Well, okay. Here here's the thing. Like what? What I know about my Metroidvania fans is they are they are. It is a smaller community because the the genre itself is a little niche, but they mm-hmm. are rabid. They mm-hmm. they love what they love, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So you know what? I'm I'm not gonna be on the following weeks probably. I would assume so. Uh. But so I'm gonna make my call right now. It will it will get really close to uh, Sea of Stars. Okay. And whether or not it jumps over or not is going to be really close. Okay. So you think it's a tight race, tight race. Very tight race, but okay. but it has the potential to beat it. I agree. It has potential. I, I wouldn't, I don't know. It's it's so hard to tell. 29 days <laughs> left as recording, over 3,000 backwards, $217,000. Beat their first goal in like three or four hours. Uh, yeah. And of course, all these games usually have their biggest day on the last day of the... Uh-huh. the do, they have a, do they have a release date? The estimated delivery for the 
code is December 2023, which again I think is just them saying like <laughs> I think probably 2023. That's a oh. very reasonable timeline if they get funded by the, if they get all the money they're going to get by the end of the month, which we already know they got at the start of the month. Uh, that's a very reasonable timeline for a game of what I'm seeing as far as the size looks. I want to know mm. what the other question marks under the the stretch goals are. The I stretch know, goals. Oh man, it goes. I so want to know if those are like. Uh, uh, how far, how deep they actually have planned, and how many of those question marks are like, oh shit, we made, we've, we're making way more money. What are we gonna do? We need to figure something yeah. out. Uh, yeah. Uh, which, I mean, hey, I mean, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just hit Jesus. Boss Plan, we're not gonna be, we're not gonna be here at twenty twenty three. Come on, the world's no. boiling right now. <laughs> uh, we'll be playing this on an end gauge in a raft in the middle of the saltwater boiling ocean. But uh, I'm very excited for that. All right, that's it for the news this week. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Wish List This. Every week on the podcast, I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that Steve and now Eric has to add to their Steam wish list right now to, of course, appease the almighty Gaben and help <laughs> the developers survive the somewhat, um, let's say, obscure and arbitrary Steam algorithm. Uh, so I've got three games for everyone to add so far. First game, Bird Problems by Lithic Entertainment Inc. First revealed during the Wholesome Games E3 2021 stream. Uh, they are based in Toronto, of course, makers of one of our favorite games of a few years ago, Dwaros. And mm-hmm. I believe, Steve, you know um, Andy Wood? No. Uh, yeah, Andy. I'm, yeah, yeah Andy we've spoken at a few events and stuff like that. She was on the podcast a long, long time ago. Her and um, uh, the, her partner, both of them. But anyways, um yeah, I'm, I and I'm a patron of of their, of hers as well. So just I guess I don't know full disclosure. Full disclosure of that, but we, uh, we have connections. Me yeah. too. So the pitch quote: a sitcom narrative game about an awkward and anxious canary trying to make friends and drink cold drinks. The movie trailer voice doesn't really work for the. I was gonna say, why game. were you doing that voice for this like this this very <laughs> wholesome like colorful. Usually, Usually the Steam description is a, is much more uh, grandiose and movie trailer voice worthy, but no, this one is straight up. It's a bird sitcom modeled after like you know '90s sitcom style that has the title screen and then like everywhere, yeah, and then it shows the bird and their name, <laughs> and they do something silly. Uh, it looks really cute. There's a whole bunch of different characters: Lola Van Dove, Pinky McBluebird. Oh man, Sunny Seeds. Oh man, what a great name. Uh, release date to be determined, quote, finally fulfill the ultimate fantasy of stepping into the shoes of an awkward canary. Navigate extreme, simple, and straightforward conversations. <laughs> Extremely simple and straightforward conversations. Just wanted to read that again. That's threatening. With, <laughs> with very limited and odd response options. Delightfully bungle greetings and social interactions with other birds while attempting to make friends over boba tea. Enjoy the goofishly squeaky aesthetic of a late 20th century sitcom. What a pitch. They know how to write them. You know what? Uh, I, I like to hope that I learn something new every day. You know what I learned today? What'd you learn? Canaries wear shoes. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, me neither. That's, that's, I, I, this also doubles as a, as a sort of documentary about the you know, lives and habits of birds. Um, all 100% accurate uh, in this game. Uh, what, what do we all think looking at the Steam page? A little sparse right now, Steve. No gifts in the Steam description, but there's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think? Uh, I love. I mean, I love the art style and I love the premise and, and everything about this. It just like seems super cute and and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it and kind of a you know Dwaros was this like 
sandboxy building, like um, fantasy, fantasy, fantasy no violence building, building mm-hmm. you know, solving puzzles, building stuff like that. And then this is like a, this like '90s sitcom starring birds. Like a, it's just funny. It's a it's a hard left turn. Yeah, but um, I'm down with it. Looks sweet. Oh, so good. What do you so, think, Eric? So uh, there, there's there's this this age old writing advice like write what you know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the according to the description, the game is about an awkward and anxious uh, uh, character. And mm-hmm. when they were describing how you have a very limited and and awkward like response, very limited and odd response options, I'm like, oh, this person gets it. So I'm super excited to see sort of what these characters are and how much I can relate them to uh, myself and my group of odd and limited friends. <laughs> the, uh, the trailer starts with the bird in their house getting ready to leave the door and they're like, yep. okay, you just okay. say, I want a coffee. And then it cuts to them at the store and like, what can I get you? He's like, I'm going to faint. And then they pass out and then the, the, ca- the barista's like, huh, third time this week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Love so it. So good. So good. Uh, the parrot's name is E.C. Parakeet. Is that might be a joke in French? I don't get. Does anyone here speak French? No, uh, well, one. we're no. Canadian, so of course not. Probably. EC Parakeet. Let me see how quickly I can get to the bottom of this. EC. Google Translate, bro. Um, uh, the first result is just a parrot, so I think parrot is parakeet, and EC is here. I think, if I remember correctly. Here's parrot. Okay, okay, that works. All right, that's bird problem. Uh, I have to ask Eric. Steve mm. is bird problems by Lithic Entertainment in Toronto, Ontario. On. Your Steam wish list. It is yes, now. Yes. Excellent. Got to write that down. Next game today on wish list. This is Little to the Left by <gasps> Max Inferno. This was also revealed during the Wholesome Games 2021 E3 showcase. These devs are in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I've been DMing them. Uh, they are very nice and very friendly, and I'm very excited for this game. It's coming out October 21st. Solid release date. Um, quote. A Little to the Left is a cozy puzzle game that has you sort, stack, and organize household items into pleasing arrangements while you keep an eye out for a mischievous cat with an inclination for chaos. <gasps> Check out this playful and intuitive puzzler with 50-plus satisfying messes to tidy. It's exactly what it sounds like. Very, very simple 2D art style. Um, very stylized. Uh, there's, like, a bookshelf, and you organize the books from, like, shortest to tallest there's pencils on a desk and you sort of line them all up so they're straight and parallel and it it looks like a the word ocd gets thrown around a lot and i don't know the actual (laughs) diagnosis or some of the ocd but it looks like a behavior of someone who likes to have things neat and tidy and and looking a certain way um and this uh game also has a demo up on itch.io with 10 of the 50 plus uh puzzles you can play right now uh can, what do can, we think of a little to the left? Can I just go off for a second? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so uh, full disclosure, I've just moved into a new place, just like uh, Steve, actually. Um, and this is the first time I'm living uh, without other people. I've always lived with people. And uh, I've discovered that I love organizing my stuff in the way <laughs> that I like. Um, and so as soon as I opened up this Steam page, I was like, oh, yep. this, they made it for me. It's mine. They did it for Excellent. me. Uh, so I'm super excited, like, immediately. I'm very interested how the cat element plays into it, because the trailer ends with them uh, sort of organizing pencils from tallest to shortest on a desk, and then a cat just swipes them all off the table. I'm like, is there going to be a prompt, like, cat coming, and you got to, like, put your arm out or something? I don't know how the cat factors into it, but I am interested. I hope. I hope what it is is you have, you don't, like, I hope the cat just messes it up, and there's nothing you can do about it besides fix oh. it. That's what I hope. 
Yeah, you know what? That would work because my cat does that to me, and you know we still love him for it anyway. Uh, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, I think when we were talking about this at the Wholesome Direct, it's kind of like WarioWare, like the quick little um, Wholesome WarioWare. The wholesome WarioWare, just quick little like cute little things that you got to do, um, and uh, yeah, I think it's cool. I hope the sequel to this game is a full Mario Party, but the mini games is just this. Mm. <laughs> Whoever tidies the fastest. That's right. That's right. I don't know what you'd call it, but I hope that's what the sequel to this game is. A lot. It to does say keep your eye out for mischief, mischievous cat who has inclination for chaos. So maybe, maybe Steven, you're right that there is like kind of this timer going on. Where you got to do shit before the cat just ruins it. You know what? It might be that's, time. I don't see a timer. In I don't trailer, either. But, but maybe the- well, that doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah, that's true. I gotta play this demo. I gotta. You know what? I'm downloading the demo, Steve. Play the oh, sound effect. Play the sound. No, I don't. That's your own. Wait, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what you have to do. <laughs> Play the sound effect, me. Uh, I gotta ask, guys. Is a little to the left from Max Inferno in Halifax, Nova Scotia, on your Steam wish list? Yes. It is. Click. Yes. Beautiful. Last game today for wish list. This is Moon Glow Bay by Bunny Hug Games. There's a couple of devs uh, in Quebec, but uh, they seem to be a rather uh, international uh, conglomerate of game developers uh, also has soundtrack by lena rain which if you played chicory or celeste or yep. um they had some songs in minecraft dungeons yep they also had um, some Mine- uh, a song in the nether update for minecraft too i think amazing just a phenomenal soundtrack and i'll follow lena rain to any game they make a soundtrack for including mungo blake Moon glow. Oh, wow. I thought I messed that one up, but I actually said it right. Uh, it's released in 2021. Quote, you play as a rookie angler working together with friends, family, and neighbors to hone your fishing skills, nourish relationships, and restore a remote town's fractured community. So this game is, I always get this wrong. It's a voxel art style. That's so right. looks like Minecraft, as I think the easiest comparison to make. Uh, but all of the character portraits and notes in your notebook and everything are are a very um, sort of cute hand-drawn art style. And I think the contrast works really well here. Um, The game is also set in sort of a fictitious Nova Scotian Eastern village. They say that explicitly in the description that is inspired by 1980s Nova Scotia, I believe. Yeah, 1980s Eastern Canadian coastline, uh, offering a slice of life fishing RPG. And I feel like they're going to try and... Um, so I, if I if I remember it right, I think you uh, also, like in Stardew, like inherit sort of the fishing business from a, a family. And sort of you come back to this town where everything's kind of, you know, the fishing industry is starting to dry up. Um, what was a, a thriving community is sort of, you know, started to decline. And part of your return is sort of connecting this community together, fishing, starting up the business, helping people with, you know, quests and such. And yeah, I think I think Stardew meets Minecraft with fishing. It's kind of the <laughs> the aesthetic of Minecraft with the sort of wholesome uh, story of uh, Stardew is the says, uh, what, what do you think? It says local call-up too, which is mm-hmm. which, uh, I saw that too. That's exciting. Which, but I'm not seeing any like part of the trailer or screenshots that have multiple people, so I'm wondering so Shared cool. split screen co op too, so yeah. plug two so controllers cool. into the same one. Um, yeah, and it, it's coming to Xbox as well, I think, right? Because that's where we first 
Isn't that, isn't that where it was first like announced, like during one of the Xbox events or something like that? I think they sort yeah, so it's coming to Steam, Epic Game Store, and Xbox in 2021. Oh, Epic Game Store, you can double dip. There um, you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this game, it, it's super cute and, and colorful and all that, and and uh, the box, like the voxels slash Minecraft graphics looks looks neat. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know if much really much else to say there's like a cooking little mini game thing too it looks like one of the screenshots so i'm kind of interested in that fish cakes oh i am seeing that yeah. that does look fun so wondering about that it's also oh, weird it's, it's like a label is rpg too so i'm curious about that like you know. oh build out your fisherman put all your stats into the, the tug yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly man that looks awesome what do you think eric um so the first thing i want to say is i actually want to congratulate the devs because uh this voxel look is as someone who does 3d work myself this is a really easy look to not do right it's mm. it's the better way to say it is it's really hard to do right and uh it looks like they're doing it an excellent job with it so that's super cool and congratulations i'm, I'm sure that's a lot of hard work put in um the second thing um in the first gif in on the steam page for welcome home you can see the lighthouse uh, uh, and it's sort of like teetering on the edge of some stone. And this, and listen, devs, if you're listening, put some beams under it. It's giving me anxiety looking at it. It looks like it's going to fall <laughs> off the cliff, for the love of God. Please. I have you a feeling that's gonna, it does. That's probably going to be a plot point where it's like, oh, this is a cool lighthouse, and it look, it's almost falling off the edge. But it's not. But it's giving me anxiety mm-hmm. just looking at it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is kind of stressful. Um, but otherwise, yeah, no, this looks like a really cool game. Uh, there aren't a lot of specifically fishing-based sort of games like it's a mini game in almost any farming mm. rpg you can find um mm-hmm. so i'm super excited to see like where they get the depth out of it um unless i don't know maybe they just ganked mechanics from bass pro fishing i don't know <laughs> um but i'm super excited to see where this goes and click it's on my wish list Ooh, steve is it on yours oh i'll it right now excellent i usually wait away for the thing so hey, that's okay <laughs> i jumped ahead uh, sorry guys no worries <laughs> That's it for Wishlist This for this week. Uh, if you want to get your game in front of us, we want to talk about it. We want to add it to our wishlists. And we want to help you survive the cutthroat world of Steam marketplaces. Or elsewhere, we've we've plugged Game Jolt pages, Itch.io pages in the past. Uh, the rare PlayStation wishlist page. Mm. Um, <laughs> all right. We're going to skip Discord discussion this week. Nothing in the Discord really jumped out uh, to me this week. Because we have a bunch of people on. I want to talk about what we've been playing lately. So, Eric, why don't we start with you? Uh, what, what have you been playing? What, what's been tickling your interests? Um, so after some uh, some uh, uh, wrangling of Rogers, I finally have really good internet for the first time in my life. So I've been just just uh, binging multiplayer games. I've gotten really into Fall Guys, uh, which again, it's it always does my heart good to see indie indie games explode, especially on the multiplayer space because that's not an easy sp- space to survive. Nope. Um, and I've been jumping between that. And Hunt Showdown, which I don't know if you guys know about that game, but it is awesome. I've played Hunt. I like the spatial audio stuff in that game. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the most like tense battle royale I've played because everything in that game is trying to like make sound to alert people where you are. Yeah. Um, um, so, quick description for anyone who doesn't know what it is: it's a it's a twelve player battle royale where there's up to two boss monsters in the map, but you don't know where in the map you're they are, so you have to go hunt down clues that narrows down where the boss monsters are. Then you mm-hmm. need to go and beat the boss monster take the bounty off of it and escape but there's also 11 other players also wanting to get 
uh, that boss monster bounty, and they can kill you and take it. Mm. Um, the sort of gimmick that they have set up is uh, if your character dies in the map, that character and its progression is gone, and all the weapons you brought in are gone too, so you have to buy more. It's brutal. Um, it's it's brutal, but uh, I bought all the DLC on a Steam sale, so I had a bunch of uh, in-game currency to waste. Uh, <laughs> so, so that was really fun. Um, it is honestly probably it's it's weird because tense games like this, like Rainbow Six Siege, usually stress me the hell out. But uh, this is like really tense without being stressful. Uh, I accident I I was playing solo and. Um, and I could hear footsteps from out in the distance, so I just sort of hid in a bush, and I watched people run by, and I took a pot shot at one of them, didn't down them, and then they all whip around and start looking in the bushes about where I am, and I just hear their footsteps running around me, and I'm like... <laughs> uh, and then they didn't find me, and I messed it up anyway. But still, very fun game. Would, would recommend. I mean, we gotta play Hunt, because I haven't played it in a long time. I, will, I, I really liked it. Do you guys want to do trios? I'll totally... I'll bring you guys into Hunt. I don't think Steven has it. No, I don't... I don't... Yeah. Are you guys playing on PlayStation? Uh, I think it's. I think it, I'm on PC, and Eric's probably on PC. Probably. Uh, let me yeah. check. Is it on PlayStation? Because you can still. Is it? Cross? If it is, yeah, I don't know if it has crossplay. Is the thing? Mm. Oh yeah, no, it definitely wouldn't because shooters generally don't like doing that, right? Yeah, I mean, you can do it for stuff like Apex. It's just like usually all the console players are brought in to play with the PC players instead mm-hmm. of the other way. So yep, yep, yep. Like when I play with my friends on Apex, they're like, uh, I guess we'll play with Steven. We're all just going <laughs> to get smacked around by PC players. That's all right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the hunt, to be honest. It's super stressful. And it the, the, the aesthetic is post-Civil uh, War New Orleans Bayou, uh, but with like something weird and messed up going on. So there's like zombies and like weird kind of evil within looking monsters covered in barbed wire and stuff evil Hmm. within that's a good that's a good description i didn't even consider that Mm. yeah like the you remember the chainsaw head guy and evil within one it's kind of like that those mini bosses that sort of run it walk around that's what they remind me of just barbed wire coming out of places barbed wire shouldn't come out of you know it does have (laughs) cross play oh it does oh okay i thought i thought you were up that but i would also play fall guys i still have it on ps4 i should download on my ps5 i I still like that trophy is just. I, I you're never want, gonna. You're never no. gonna get it. Still. Apparently, it's okay. oh, you have, you have to, to win five games in a row. Oh, <laughs> all right. The closest never. I ever got was I won two in a row, and then the next game I lost in the first round, and then the next two games I won. So I was like four out of five. We played uh, with your friend Chris or Dan, Chris. Uh, Chris, yeah, yeah, and I got three in a row and lost on the fourth one, and I was. And we also made it to the last one on that fourth one. It's Apparently, just, it's pretty. It's a, a bit easier now because you can have like um, you can have like uh, what is it like lobbies? Like you can have like you can make your own lobbies or whatever. So yep. you just need to get some like nerds together and just say like, okay, this person will win, and just do it. So it's a time. It's like a time, time sink, sink or whatever. But mm-hmm. it is. Uh, I was gonna say we should all we should all get together and then go into the actual competitive mode and just make sure we take out all of the competitors except Steve. <laughs> we did that, uh, like, by the time we made it to the last one, like, whoever was on a streak, we were, like, switching the cameras around spectating, trying to help them, uh, trying to crowdsource it, but it, it was hard. I haven't played Fall Guys since the start of Season 2, actually. I don't even mind re-downloading that and just giving it a shot. The, anyway. the space stuff in this new season mm-hmm. is cool. Like, I'm a cyber shark. Yeah, there's some really cool space gravity propelling stuff I like. Mm. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, Steve, what have you been playing? 
Uh, I haven't had a chance to play much. I bought Curve Space. I haven't played it yet. Um, but the only thing I've really been playing is just Scarlet Nexus still, just kind of like chipping away at that, like half hour, hour. You've been time. pretty high on that game in oh, our chats. Dude, it, it's still my game of the year. Like, I love really? it. Really? Like, yeah, it's... Okay. It, it's definitely goes very ham into, like, anime tropes and, like, JRPG-ness. Um, but... It, and so, like, the ending, I'm kind of, like... Not skipping, but I'm sort of just, like... <laughs> like You're, you're getting route. through it. You're going through Yeah, the I'm just like, all right. Because they also summarize, like, the episodes and stuff like that um, in, like, your kind of encyclopedia. So I can just read what I... If I missed anything. Um, but the gameplay is still like solid and the characters are, are really cool and the story is really good. The leveling up is like the gameplay is like sick. It's like a mix of control because you're just chucking shit at people and with like melee <laughs> stuff. And I do like that. Now they've every, you have like eight companions um, that all have like their own special abilities that you kind of like mix and match with your own. So it's got like a little bit of Devil May Cry sort of stuff. Like it's a okay. Really, it's a solid like it's really really good. They're starting to repeat areas like i'm kind of mm. going back and forth between a lot of the same areas um so i was going to like i want to platinum it and you got to beat it twice like one with each character um but i'm i'm at the very last chapter apparently i think when i beat it i think i'll step away for a little bit and maybe try mm. something else i bought curse space i bought metro exodus you know I, I want to get back into returnal there's like a few things where i'm like uh, i kind of want to metro exodus oh yeah have you played the other two metro games no, I never played the other Metro games, but I heard the PS5, and, like, I've I've heard, like, it's not a big deal with Exodus, but I've heard the PS5, or, like, the ray tracing stuff on the PS5 is, is like, sick. So I bought it, like, physical, and I've been kind of eyeing it. I've been eyeing the Metro series for a while. I just never, like, dove in. The the third one is probably not the worst one to jump in on, uh, uh, because... So I played the other two, the third one feels very samey to the other two, so if you just want more Metro, that's a good place to go. If you're just starting Metro, that's also a good place to go, because it's kind of like the greatest hits, almost. Yeah. I was going to, like, maybe watch, like, a YouTube video of, like, what happened in the first two Metro games. Uh, the, uh, can, I can summarize it for you if you'd like. Uh, we can, t- we can talk off Pasco. Okay, fair. No, awesome. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll talk about exciting game slice uh, announcements coming up soon. Yeah, mm. hopefully. Um, so, I haven't also not played a lot i did um on a whim by boomerang x yesterday and also beat it yesterday because it's a short game but a, a great game uh it's published by devolver and uh created by dang d-a-n-g exclamation <laughs> point all caps great studio name it's <gasps> oh, yeah. the devolver published action colorful awesome game they do every year like it's, if you like hollow miami eight boat katana zero any of those games they, they pick out this is the one for this year yep uh it's uh essentially a first person uh boomerang action game you get this boomerang early on uh you can throw it to damage enemies it goes through enemies and also damages on the way back you can press a button to like pull it back like the hammer in god of war or axe uh, but by the end of that game, uh, you don't get a whole lot of abilities layered on. You get like a sort of a shotgun style ability and like a sniper style ability. And then you get the ability to um, teleport to where your boomerang is. So the longer you hold down aim, the further you throw it. And so if you throw it up and then 
um, click the teleport button, you appear where your boomerang is. And so by the end of that game, if you're touching the ground, you're doing something wrong because you really kind of just throw teleport, throw teleport. You're like sort of flying around levels and then you hold shift to slow down time. And while you're in the air, you wind up a shot or do a sniper or shotgun. And honestly, it's probably the hardest I've vibed with a game so far this year. I just like ascended. I'm that like meme picture of like the last galaxy brain on like the, the, the meme format. Like by the end of that game, like I didn't really die throughout the game except for like the last two sections, which were really tough, but like felt Epic. really good. And like, it just felt like the, like the game was getting tougher as I was getting better. Like I was the perfect flow diagram from like a game design textbook. Like I was getting better at the game just as it was getting slightly harder all the way throughout until like the very last boss. I just smashed my head against that for like 30 minutes and got it and felt really good. It's awesome. I, I love Boomerang X and it's, it's a early contender. Can you tell me about mm. the millipede friend? The millipede friend appears throughout the game and is like the only character you talk to. I forget his name, but uh, he's also very concerned about you every time you see him because there's <laughs> essentially the, the premise in this game is you stumble on, you, you wash up on this beach and, uh, uh, the civilization used to live here that's long uh, gone extinct, but you see the artifacts everywhere of it. And this millipede pops in. He's like, whoa, I haven't seen anyone here for, like, years. And he, he sort of, like, uh, gives you some advice and follows you throughout uh, the game. And every time you see him, he's like, whoa, I'm so glad you didn't die. There's so many creative ways to get dismembered on this <laughs> island or stuff like that. And, and he provides a very... Uh, uh, much needed brevity throughout the the story. The Millipede friend is good, very good. Uh, there seems to be. I finished the game and like right away it was like, do you want to do New Game Plus? And like the the save slot was laid out where like it's your same slave. You don't overwrite it, so it looks like there might be new story stuff on a New Game Plus. Ooh. I haven't tried it yet, but yeah, I, I started at like nine thirty yesterday, and by like early afternoon, I, I wrapped it up, and I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Nice. That's it, I guess, for what we've been playing. And that is also it for episode number 191 of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, doing what we do, covering the Canadian Game Dev scene, you can support us over at Patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Uh, again, Discord exclusive channel on uh, our Discord server. Uh, game key giveaways every month. Uh, discount codes for Canadian gaming events. Uh, and if you back us at $5 per month or higher... We call that the credited tier, and we'll put your name at the end of every episode like these lovely folks. Thank you so much for your support. Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play David Winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Eric Beer, so. Eleanor, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shevstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graph Metal, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, Nicholas Azarco, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnuts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, consider dropping us a review uh, if your podcast service lets you do reviews please do if not contact at canadiangamedevs.com uh and send in some questions i had uh a lot of fun answering aaron's questions uh, a few weeks ago thank you aaron so if anyone else has questions uh send those in um yeah thanks so much for joining us this week eric where can people find you on the internet if you want them to um so for business reasons you can find me on linkedin i am eric beer uh last name like you drink uh, so have fun with that. Um, I'm not really on social media as much anymore just because I, I like my brain being healthy, although I, I dabble in game dev uh, Twitter every now and then because that's a pretty it's a pretty healthy community. And I'm super excited about that. Um, you can also find my work in general at uh, thebotbook.com. 
that's a lot of my personal stuff. I haven't updated in a bit, so I probably will go about doing that sometime this week or next. Because uh, now it's out there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, professional LinkedIn. Otherwise, check out my uh, uh, personal portfolio website. And I guess shoot me an email if you want to talk. And then, yeah. <laughs> if uh, if someone wanted to, say, attend or give a talk or sponsor Game Slice, is that oh, also yeah. just through LinkedIn? Uh, no, you should email me at uh, eric.beer. <laughs> at joydrop.co uh awesome. that is dot co not dot com i will put uh all these emails and links in the show notes so scroll down there if you want to find that more easily uh steve we don't have any current bets Yo. on the line Do you we could bet uh them? the well the world cup is uh or not the world cup the euro cup Dude, final is today if it i want italy to win so bad like <laughs> I'm apparently so, i was in a bar. I watched the the final or the semifinal in a bar, and England fans have to be, without a doubt, some of the most obnoxious sports fans I've ever been around <laughs> in my life. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> are you an England fan, Derek? No, I'm I'm half British though, so I'm counting that. I guess I by by blood I have to be. <laughs> I'm a I'm like one sixth Irish, so by blood I have to hate Britain. There you go. Hey, you know what? Me too. I. I'll I'll bet. Oh, what do we what do we say, Steve? Are we betting in stock stuff still? Because last time Eric. Well, did you? Well, did you? No, I still I still have twenty dollars. I need to put into a stock to make up for that last bet. Here, I'm gonna put that here so I don't forget. Steven puts into a stock. I'll. So wait, you're picking England, Steve. Uh, no, I have to go with uh, you. Gotta go because, Italy because my wife is Italian. Her half Italian. All right, the Steves pick Italy. What? What? Who do you like, Eric? You know, uh, I really, I'm, I'm really feeling a lot from Zimbabwe. This, what, what are we talking about? Sorry, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll put a pet, bet down for. Uh, do I want to go Italy or do I want to be like uh, uh, oppositional? You know, what? fuck it, Italy. Let's go with Italy. All right, the Steves and Eric pick Italy. This information oh. is useless to everyone listening because by the time you hear this, uh, the game will be long decided. And I'll do a long. Joyous I'll do a long term one. So do Niger- a long term one. Yeah, Nigeria beat the ba- the 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 American basketball team in a oh. pre Olympic uh, exhibition game yesterday in Las Vegas. Okay. The last time those teams played, U.S. like beat them out by like fifty points or something like that. Huh. I will say that the American and the American team is like all NBA players, right? right. Uh, I will say that the U.S. will not win gold medal at uh, the Olympics this year. Take that, states. Honestly, yeah, I don't even Greg know if Popovich. the Olympics will happen. They just, <laughs> they just declared a state of emergency. Like thirty thousand volunteers dropped out. Like uh, the Olympics are in a rocky place coming up. I mean, from what uh, I hear yeah, about the Olympics, it's kind of like they don't—they're not great for the cities they're no, in. Isn't that? No. Isn't that how that, that works? happens? Like yeah. every year, too. The last Olympics was um, wasn't Russia? it like Brazil or something, and they had that that virus or something that like fucked you up if you got uh, pregnant. What was Maybe. That? Is that Zika? No, that's not Zika. Also, it's like, and I remember this so distinctly, like, the Olympics people waited to, like, the last possible second to cancel or to make changes during COVID or when yeah. it just started. And they're like, eh, you know, we'll probably still do it. It's like, no, don't. don't what are you doing? Stop no, it. Yeah. No, they did do that. Um, yeah. So U.S. will not win gold at the Olympics. Uh, Steve's and Eric pick Italy. These are our bets for this week. Okay, so the uh, 2016 Summer Olympics was in Rio, and that's when the Zika virus was like... It was like, Zika. Go yeah, me. It was like that's rapping. what you get for playing the crossword every day, Steve. Yeah, and they didn't... <laughs> uh, and they, 
uh, they didn't stop it then, so they're not going to stop this shit. IOC is like fucking Dude, terrible organization. Honestly, though, 30,000 volunteers dropped out like a couple weeks before. Like, yeah, how do you? They're about to be voluntold, that's why. They don't ah! Oh, man. Okay. All that what to say. I, what do I have to uh, do if I, if I lose this bet? What, what am I doing? Nothing. We just, we just like, we just started placing bets at the end of every episode. I just miss casinos. casinos. Yeah, I miss <laughs> that's casinos. all it is. God they're opening up, though. They must be, right? Sage 3 <laughs> is soon. All right, thank you so much, everyone, and have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I had to go be a dad.